Welcome to Greed Watch 2018, a Common Rider O's recap podcast. My name is Coriander Dickinson, and I've got with me Josh A. Kagan. Hello. And Adam Wasserman. Howdy. This is episode 21, a grasshopper, a family, a hero. Or hopper, parent and child, hero. It, it was nice to see Jelly Lion again in the recaps, you know? <laughs> it's, been, it's been such a long time since I've seen Jelly Lion. Did I mention I hate Jelly Lion like a lot in that he's really awful looking? Like really several <laughs> several times. Jelly Lion looks like the floor of a Times Square theater in 1978. Ooh. It's remarkably specific. He doesn't have any popcorn stuck to him. That we can see. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of cracks and creases in that costume. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Well, uh, good good thing, Adam, that you you don't have your notes yet because this episode opens with kind of nothing. Just our just the gang walking out in some undisclosed location, teehing and gig giggling about how they're gonna go make a bunch of uh, Valentine's candies. Yeah, and one of them is holding a giant plush heart in a bag. Which, uh, upon for okay, we all thought that looked like the same thing, right? A big butt, yeah. No, no. Oh, I thought. No. Oh, I you say butt, and I say I say uh, it looked like uh, the 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 lower the lower half of the male genitalia. No, thought it was a butt. I thought it looked like a giant sack of sack. Wow, like a plush scrot, like a big plush scrot. Here's the thing: yes. is that maybe if the bag had been taller, I would have thought that. Well, it could have just been on top of other things. Yeah, so the the um <clears throat> the couscous crew is off buying chocolate ingredients for making Valentine's Day special chocolates. Yep. And I was busy not looking at the plush scrout. I was busy trying to look up the date for White oh. Day. Because, I don't know, that's kind of valid Japanese trivia. Is, is it not like uh, March 14th? I thought it was like just a month after. It is March yeah, okay. 14th. Great, yes. I know things. Uh, but I don't know when normal Valentine's Day is, so... February, February 14th. 14th. Yes. Why don't you know that? That's <laughs> very common know. knowledge. Uh, I'm just going to put this out there. I am not familiar with the holiday of White Day, and it sounds like something that was invented on 4chan. Please correct me. So in Japan, on Valentine's Day, girls give chocolates and gifts to the boys they like, and then on White Day, the boys are supposed to reciprocate. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a month. to Actually, that's pretty funny. That's generally how I feel like it shakes out with like my, you know, here's your Valentine's gift, honey. Oh, shit. And then, <laughs> I just like that they have a month to get their act together yeah. after that. You don't just have to run across the street to the bodega and like, oh, it's an elephant holding a heart here. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. This is the joy oh. of having a partner who also doesn't want to celebrate Valentine's Day, so we just don't. The only downside is that when I tell people that, they consistently tell me that I'm wrong and my wife really does want to celebrate Valentine's Day no matter what she says and I should do something. And I'm like, I think I know we're better than you do, but thanks for the info. That that does sound irritating. In the interest of truthiness, <laughs> uh, definitely, I, I I that was an invented situation. I'm I'm genuine, generally pretty good at remembering things like dates. I I prefer to imagine that your life is basically like an '80s sitcom, though. Oh no, no, actually, I'll go back better than that. It's the Lockhorns. Oh, uh, if that ever made it up to Canada, <laughs> I'm so it's sorry. Just two 
two short old people. And he's always like, hey, get a load of somebody who's not my wife. And she's like, I'm going to hit you with a rolling pin. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's not like that either. Good. Why is it called White Day? Mm. Why? Why is okay. anything called well, anything, yeah. Josh? Well, I mean, in the case of Valentine's Day, it was because St. Valentine something something snakes? Or was that St. Patrick? Who had the snakes? Yeah, that's Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Valentine's the one that they beat up because he was, like, too popular. I thought he was the one who lined up all the gangsters against a wall and shot them. So... Uh... Before before we move on from the first second of the episode, I would I would just like to say that everybody is in a real teehee giggles mood after the end of last week's episode, which was kind of a massive mindfuck and Ankh definitely seemed to go through almost a giant transformation and then didn't. Uh, and there were just monsters and explosions and stuff. And now everybody's just like, giggle, giggle, let's go get sweets. It's just it's that weird hard reset that you get at the beginning of any new block of two on the show. Sure. That's just like, why? Wait, why aren't people just laying down and only eating soft foods? Everything is so fucked around everybody. But there's no time for that because they see a little boy and a grown ass man having an argument about Litrin. Neither the kid nor the adult in the scene are behaving well. I mean, the kid's got good intentions. He's like, hey. You recycle your can, and the adult's like, "You're a kid. You can't tell me what to do." And then, then the kid is like, "I'm gonna kick you in the shins," which is not great. Like he shouldn't be doing that. But then the adult just like literally shoves him to the ground, which is not an appropriate response to like a seven year old child kicking you in the shins. Yes, a- as usual, this is the land of no good conflict resolution skills. Hmm. It's uh, it's more just like, hey, that kid kicked me. Guess I better shove him in the face. Goto snaps out of being a whipped kitten, uh, this new weird whipped kitten version of uh, Goto that we've had for the last few episodes. And like it runs down there and is very rightfully like, hey, you probably shouldn't shove kids in the face. That's not great. Uh, and then Eiji comes in and is like, and also here's your can, sir. Uh, and uh, Littering Businessman then uh, walks to episode City Limits, never to be seen again. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Who knows if he recycled that can? Maybe we'll he just tossed know. it away where, where nobody else was going to like hassle him. And went home to nurse his shin. Or maybe he kept it. Maybe he kept it in a place of honor as a reminder of when his eyes were opened to like the evil in his heart and when he either... Decided to embrace it or make a change. Who knows? Or is the day that he just shoved a kid in the face <clears throat> and he's just going to look at that can and just like, man, and that and like and then that kid fell on his can because they shoved him in the <laughs> face. I'm a hero. And then he high fives himself. And then he <laughs> uh, just, you know, he just stares at his can some more. He's got a great life. He's wow. getting a spin off. Sad. But all of the everybody in the old, uh, the couscousier gang is like, hey, what's up? And the kid's like, dad told me to kick bad guys or whatever. Uh, and then his dad, Rivers Cuomo, shows up. Uh, <laughs> uh, his dad is basically just Densha Otoko. Yeah, yeah, he is with with shorter hair, like a bit mm-hmm. of a buzz. Mm-hmm. Is that Japanese for Rivers Cuomo? No. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> ooh boy. Uh, um, here's the sh- short version. Ah, uh, God. <laughs> so 
So once upon a time, there was somebody who posted to a message board in Japan claiming to have uh, helped a lady on a train from being like molested or whatever. Assaulted. Assaulted. And he was like real meek and he didn't know what to do to follow up because she gave him his number and the message board helped him uh, romance her. Theoretically, it was probably all bullshit, but it captured the Japanese imagination and they made manga and a TV show and like a movie about it. And it's like a like geek boy makes good kind of kind of thing, but also a lot of weirdos on mess on a message board giving him advice. And the opening theme song is Twilight by ELO. Oh, and the closing theme is That's What the World Calls Love by Sambo Master. Yeah. And it's actually a really good show. And if you know, if anyone's interested, they should. They should watch it. It's it's pretty decent. Um, but yeah, he he's short and he wears glasses and he's very similar to this dude. He's got his shirt tucked in. Yeah. And he wants to do right. Yeah. But he's kind of a puss cafe. Exactly. Great. So Rivers Cuomo, uh, <laughs> he shows. <laughs> I feel like Rivers Cuomo would probably push a kid down by the face. Just saying. I think dad would too. Like, look at this guy. <laughs> what he does. He attacks some youths several times. He, uh, uh, yeah, the kid's bad. Dad's not much better. And we'll get to all of that. But, uh, Chiyoko recognizes him, uh, as like an underclassman buddy. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. hey, that's, that's my buddy. We, he was, uh, yeah, how's it going? Uh, let's catch up. And, uh, he, uh, immediately gets all weird and, uh, he runs away. Because uh, talking to people is scary, and he's got to go figure out what's with these homies dissing his girl. This is the most relatable the show has ever been to me. Ha! Oh, bless. I didn't mean, I probably shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> it's okay. It's meant to be funny. And bum, 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 foreboding. There's oh, Uva lurking in an underground parking lot. You count the credits, but one, two, three. So much three. happened. In like two minutes on this show, man, so yeah. much happened. I have so many notes for like that part. Well, we're through it. We're through it now. We did it. Now we're chopping into some chocolate. And using the Candroid as a fan, because like, it's a fan. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. But why wouldn't you call it a Fandroid? Ooh. Hmm. Well, Goto's all like, don't misuse the magic technology for your own convenience. Me, 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 me. And AG is... <laughs> To his credit, not like, why don't you go back to your real job? <laughs> yeah, everyone's just real nice and understanding because Goto's a good guy. He's it's helping true. to save children and stuff. And everybody's helping out. Oh, wait, not everybody. <laughs> your boy, your boy, Ankh, you number one. He's uh, he's just eating ice lollies and all of this can absolutely just go fuck itself. In his opinion, he's not going to help. And even if he doesn't get chocolate, he don't care. Suck. He walks away, and A.G. indulges in some light flashbacking, remembering <laughs> how uh, Unk did not transform into his true being. And A.G.'s like, I must know why. I would also like to know why. Yeah, so he drags Unk off to go have have a private conversation in the form of, hey, we're doing some more shopping for supplies. That happens in a minute. Yep. But, but first, we need a little after-school special. A little something, a little something to just, uh, you know, to to tug at your heartstrings. A little father and child reunion. Uh, It's the boy and the dad. They're chatting about how you probably shouldn't kick people in the shins. And then the boy says, yeah, but when are you coming home, dad? Good question. (laughs) I don't know when. And then the sad Hulk music starts playing. (laughs) Flashback to 
dad standing in front of the results board at his exams and it's raining and everyone else has umbrellas, but he does not. And oh no, he's failed again. This is... As always. Oh my god, like this, this freaking trope. I never... I never understand this trope because he fails and then he goes home and he's like, I have to leave. I cannot, I guess, study with you guys around or something. He's got a wife and kid. And he's like, no, I can't come back. I have to go. And I see like this happens so much in like Japanese media where the person is just like, no, I can't come back until I've succeeded. And everybody's like, no, it's fine. And they're like, no, you can't. And his wife doesn't even, like, like, he closes the door and she doesn't even, like, open it and be like, dumbass, come back. She's like, well, I guess this is happening. I'd like to imagine that because he's failed the bar over and over and over again, it sounds like that this is the conversation they have every time. Like, he basically (laughs) just, he has disappeared. He comes home to just say, hey, I failed again. And so I I also cannot keep coming home. (laughs) And, like, three days later, he comes back. Uh, unshaven unshowered and he's like i can't make it on my own please take me back it's like i ran out of peanut butter jelly sandwiches that were packed into my briefcase when i ran away from home (laughs) yeah (laughs) he snaps out of the flashback and the boy is just like well hey guess what you suck don't come home and then he kicks him in the shin he only knows one move that kid is it good i kicked my dad in the shins once 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 and only once (laughs) Sorry, I just saw Johnny Dangerously for the first time in a while this week, so I've been looking for an opportunity to go once. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's your favorite movie about a guy and a girl who uh, form a heart-melting uh, folk duo? Once! Okay, now I'm done. Uh, anyways, Ugh, uh, now... Well done. <laughs> I did not know where that was going. I only make jokes about that movie. What? Never mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Josh. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Is you know, the movie seen? was called Once, Josh. How many oh. How many times? No, stop. Stop. When you sign the check, whose name is on the check? What? What? Hmm? What's going what? on? Who's on first? Um. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm done. So now we're back to the uh, couscousier confectionery, and now uh, Chioka holds up a tiny bag of cocaine or whatever, and it's just like <laughs> we're all out of ingredient. And and now Ag is like, "Me and Uncle go, come on!" And he grabs Uncle by the ear. Wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait! You forgot what? something. You you forgot that Uva showed up. Oh, Uva stuck a medal in the man. He he showed up. He was dropping frames like crazy. Like his connection was real bad. And then he made a yummy. He sure did. Yeah, they really used like some like 1980s uh, karaoke video technology uh, for for Uva's approach. It was all like framey and weird. It was. I like that Uva even bothers to explain like the premise of what he's about to do to the man. Like it's, it's kind of a kindness there. I would also like to point out that before Uva shows up, the dad is hanging out in a bench in Littertown. (laughs) (laughs) Who threw out that trumpet? Like, Like, the most random crap. It really, it's like, it's like where the lost things go from Mary Poppins Returns. Like, it's just like a bicycle and a trumpet and one can and some graffiti. But the rest of the area is totally fine and clean it's like they were just like hey quick we don't have a permit and litter and they just dumped like five litters on the thing and they were like all right do your scene real quick does anybody have any more litter i've got a trumpet good enough 
Yeah, let's do this. I found this bicycle. (laughs) And so he puts the thing in the guy's head and then he passes out and wakes up like, was it a dream? But it wasn't. Now we're back at the couscous here. Okay, now Ankh and Eiji go shopping. But it's just a ruse for Eiji to ask Ankh, like, hey man, remember that time that one awesome dope-ass wing popped out of your back, but then it just sort of went back in and now you're just this grumpy emo guy again? What What's your deal? You different? Are you special? And Ankh thinks about answering the question. Well, it looks like he's advancing on threateningly towards Eiji. Like, maybe he's going to answer the question or maybe he's going to murder him. But also before that happened, there was a purse snatcher and uh, the dad tried to stop it and was weak and could not. But then he summoned his hopper yummy and it beat everybody up. Well, at first he showed up as like just an old fashioned uh, yummy, uh, and then does some oh, right. some, yes. some some light punching, uh, and then turns into a disgusting grasshopper yummy, and then kicks the purse snatcher's ass. Brief aside, here's the thing about it being a grasshopper yummy, is that the original common writer, common writer Ichigo, uh, was also grasshopper themed, so there's like a there's like a thing happening where like the grasshopper yummy being the one that cares about justice is kind of like referring back to that. Oh, that's really cool. He's so smooth. He's very smooth. All over in his big burly body and his little grasshopper <laughs> legs and wings. Corey. Corey, did you Hello. did you learn um, something about yourself? Yeah. <laughs> so smooth. The, that I'm still not sure which greed makes the most gross yummies. Like, <laughs> that's not where I thought your sentence was going, but it's probably just as well. <clears throat> Boy, we, you know, I wrote this whole thing down in order, but I refuse to adhere to it for some reason. <clears throat> All right. So that happens. And then AG and Ankh have the very special talk about what happens when a monster loves half a wing very much, but it goes back into his body. He smells yummies. They find the knocked out dad. They they kind of get him up on his feet. Uh, and then they chase down the grasshopper yummy, who is apparently chasing after slash trying to assault a terrified woman. Mm-hmm. Then some garbage yummies pop up and fight. And tentacles. Get those eel whips. <laughs> Yeah, like for some reason he can't just one shot these these garbage pseudo yummies and has to resort to m- magic noodles. <laughs> I I lived on those in college, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all fine in the end because the grasshopper daintily places the purse in front of the lady and she takes it and thanks it yeah and runs the fuck away then the grasshopper jumps into the ceiling i guess (laughs) yep basically you see him do half a jump and they're like oh he's gone and we can't follow him take our word for it he left back at the couscousier chioko patches up uh the dad and is like what are you up to and he's like i kind of i work with the laws sort of nah, i have to go i'm I, I, i'm nervous bye i gotta go to my part-time job chiyoko is very bad at picking up on social cues she's uh, like he's she, like i kind of work with the law a little bit she's like oh, you're a lawyer that's amazing and he's like that is not what i said well she's kind of a flibbity gibbet though like i feel like this is true this is this is her deal this is of for a person who changes 
the theme of her restaurant every 62 seconds. Uh, she's, you know, she, her radio is just picking up different signals. Bless her I, heart. I, I think she just like forces the world to conform to what she needs rather than paying attention to what other people need. But anyway, I'm just saying I wouldn't date her. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Was... I didn't know she was available. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she appears to be single. I mean, I'm not. Mm, not saying I. Are you? If, are you hypothetically? It? No, I'm. No. I mean, we only we only see her in her workplace. Like, if she was getting down with some dude in the back I, all the time, I, we'd be like, I guess. Wow, lady, you're really neglecting your job. Well, like this is not the place for, for just, relationships. It just doesn't seem like it seems like you'd like come home and you'd be like, oh, I had a terrible day at work. And she'd be like, oh, I'm glad work's going so well. And then she'd just tell you about her day. That's what I feel. Right. And she's redecorated your apartment. Yes. And your apartment is now like looks like a Russian tea room. She's more of a psychotic pixie dream girl is what you're getting at. That is what I'm getting at. I don't think any of the people on this show are necessarily dynamite partner choices. Heena's mm. uh, mm. not. I think Heena would do okay. This is weird. This okay, is a I'm weird sorry. conversation. You're, I'm sorry. You're more comfortable pairing up the people on the show with each other than, than with us, and I understand. Yeah. Exactly. And OTP, Onk and AG are in the kitchen spying <laughs> on, I guess, whatever is happening outside. Yeah. And AG's all like, Hey, could someone really, really want justice and to follow the law? And Ankh's like, what sort of idiot? <laughs> and AG's like, eh? Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. yeah. Me? <laughs> Listen, I'm greedy for justice, okay? <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a bumper sticker your aunt would have. Probably. I'm horny <laughs> I'm horny for chocolate and greedy for justice. <laughs> Honk if you like hugs. I don't know if he's talking about himself. I thought he was talking about more like, hey, could a yummy do good things and like be greedy for justice? And Honk's like, no, stupid, unless yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we throw to the dad who is now just walking around town. Who left Littertown to go walk around Petty Crime Junction? Yeah. I mean, I, like the first the first thing with the dude like grabbing the lady's phone that's gross. Like that 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 to me is like yes, do something. But what about, about that. Ugh, skateboarders ugh, in public? Yes, and also a guy who doesn't pay attention and bumps into ladies, old ladies, accident and doesn't say sorry. Uh, yeah. Like it's like it's like the 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 crimes get. Uh, like they're, they're on a downward trend, right? Like there's the first one that's bad and then the other two are just sort of like, eh? Adam, uh, as a Canadian man, when that guy bumped into a woman and didn't say sorry, was that like your equivalent of watching a Saw movie? No. <laughs> oh, that would be watching a Saw movie, Josh. Oh, fair enough. It'd be like the, I don't know, it'd be like the oh, wait, equivalent I, I... of if like you were in, I don't know, like Trader Joe's and somebody didn't let out a loud belch after eating their Trader Joe's food. I don't. I don't know what, what? people in the U.S. do. I'm sorry. That, I don't know what stupid shit all, you guys do. Out of all of the things to make fun of Americans, <laughs> that's all you got. It's the best I could do. Oh, I'm sorry. It was like it's like if you had an election and Here you didn't like the worst possible person. Okay. Oh. Okay. Is that what you want to hear? 
How's, you how's literally you, didn't like elect a walking pile of trash. How's your how's your handsome racist uh, prime minister doing? Not great. Not so. He's, not he's doing great. well. There's an election coming up. But I'm not sure if you were aware. He's definitely prettier <laughs> than your president. So we've got that going. On. Oh, okay. Well, we win. And <laughs> like they're both terrible, but ours is like at least less he's a disgusting to look at. Great. Uh, by the he's way, a little more subtle in his racism. Off. I don't know. By the way, I came up for the name of the Canadian uh, horror movie where people are impolite but don't apologize, and it is called Sorry. Anyway, oh. <laughs> anyway, the dad's like, look at all. The dad's like, look at all this crime, and the hopper kind of stands up behind him and is like, don't worry, my dude, I got this. I'm going to take care of all the crimes. Yeah, he's a, he's basically just a stand now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's muttering to himself. He's like, mm, "The wicked must be punished." Yes, and then his stand yes. pops up. I'm not evil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what would his hmm? What would his name be? I should have thought of. This I'll think earlier. about it. Yeah, I and also, jumping Jack Flash. Boom. Yes. Boom. Well wow. done. Well done. Nailed it. Good job. Meanwhile, at the Kugami Institute, <laughs> finally, Date and Kugami are in the same room together. It's what I've ever always wanted. It's it's my dream come true. And Satanaka's wearing glasses, and it's the best day ever for me. Satanaka's doing cell metal math to count up how much Date has earned, and Koyami's prepared a cake to welcome birth. It's sorry it's taken him a while to build this cake. Cake watch 17. Oh, yeah. So Date just, I guess, lays into the cake with a fork while celebrating his pile of money that he's collected. He's like, all right, guess I'll just him. eat this cake. He's just like fucking Daffy Duck. He's just like, I just want all the money. Yeah, like he's he's so great. He's so dumb and handsome and greedy and is just wants a hundred million yen, does not care about making the world a better place, doesn't care about anything, men who talk to puppets, people who give him cake, being a robot, whatever the fuck. It's all gravy. He just has his eyes on the prize. So I love him. And they execute the most <laughs> awkward maneuver I've ever seen. Because Kogami's all like, mm, I did a good job here making a thing about cell metals where we've got O's and birth and yes. And Date's like, yes, I'm going to get my one million. And he holds yeah. up his finger while he's got his fork in his hand. And Kogami reaches out and grabs his finger and raises it up. And Dante's sitting on his mm. milk jug. Like, he's got a cake in one hand. His finger with his fork is being grabbed and moved. And he's just, like, barely balancing. It's beautiful. I'm just real glad he didn't fart. <laughs> oh, no, this isn't a Canadian thing at all, is it? Oh. The old oh, like the poor no, finger? Like, yeah. I, I'm aware okay. of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Josh. I, we all read Oscar Wilde. <laughs> We're familiar with this maneuver. That's an Oscar this Wilde? Class- this cla- this cl- he yeah oh yeah the importance of being being earnest I feel like that's a lot. Sure. yeah For, mm-hmm. that scene when Gwendolyn and Cecily are trying to one up each other and then she's like well I knew Ernest first and by the way please pull my finger for an enchanting parlor trick <laughs> I I could have I could have said it was the portrait of Dorian Gray and like that's that's what happened so anyway then Date's like you know what cake's not really my thing and he like <laughs> gives the cake to Satanaka because I guess he knows where the cake goes, uh, and asks for Odin, and she just, like, storms out. It's so good. 
Goto's going for a night jog, and he's uh, having he's he's having some flashing backs. Everybody's having some flashing backs in this episode, uh, and he's remembering about uh, how his date with Birth and how uh, Birth told him that he just can't handle his big gun. Yeah, that he really needs to yeah. train and work hard. Thinking real hard about it. Just thinking about Date's gun. And then he sees the child again. And he's like, hey, where's your dad? And the kid's like, I don't give a shit. I'm just looking. I'm just here to chew bubblegum and kick shins. And I'm all out of bubblegum. My dad's a jerk because uh, he told me that I shouldn't kick jerks in the shins. But then he also said that you should, you know, be unforgiving <laughs> with malfeasances persons. And Goto's all like, well, your dad's kind of kind of right, but kind of not. This is very complicated. This kid has a really simplistic view of morality that does not like allow for shades of gray. It's very binary. Even 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 for someone his age, should be able yeah. to grasp the idea of sometimes things like are appropriate and sometimes they are not. And then when you pick fights with adults, yes. you might get shoved. Like, is that what you want? You want to live your yep. life being shoved down until you get tall enough that you can do the shoving? It's like it's he's baby Hitler. Exactly. Do you? Do you want to be? Do you want to be beat, Takeshi? Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I'll go fuck or Takeshi Kitano. I, mm. I I don't know what the, the. No, there's not a real good button to put on mm. that one. Anyway, he runs off because he's mad. You know what else pisses me off besides little kids who don't understand mm. the binaries of being a human being? Uh, kids in their rotten loud music. Damn loud boys. Oh, I hate the loud boys. I hate the loud boys who have my mom's uh, uh, minivan from 1987 and have filled the back of it with gigantic speakers and then park in public places by like an outdoor cafe in the early evening and play their music as loudly as humanly possible and then stand around going, yeah, we've got real loud music. What you think? The crowds are reacting like Godzilla is there. <laughs> it's just like, what is happening? Ah, I feel like, loud noises. Oh, I t- I, like, I take back my earlier statement. I think this is the most relatable this show has ever been. I fucking hate people's loud music so much. My neighbors are like playing loud music late at night, and I, all I can feel is the bass, and it's just very upsetting. Ugh. Is it bad music on top of that? I can't tell. I can't hear it. It's just like, I just got, it's just like bass. because oh, you're just. Like random bass. Ugh. You're all about that bass. Oh, no yeah. trouble. Oh, it's tr- it's troubling me. Well, crime dad's there to put a stop to this. And what he does is he, he puts up his little wussy hands and is like, hey, please stop with the loud music. And they're like, hey, guess what? We're going to enjoy punching you in the face. He's like, never mind. Um, never mind. But then. <laughs> then he's like, I give up. <laughs> Abort. And then Hopper, Doc Hopper shows up. He wants Kermit's legs and to beat up noisy kids. And so he absolutely wipes the floor with these kids. Uh, and then Ag and Ankh show up, and they get into it. Although Ankh is like running low on core metals. Yeah, hey, give him, you got any leg metals? Like, uh, no, no. Here, just put put a put a penny in it. I don't know. Like, it's just just I, like got any elephant? No elephant today. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have any metals at all? And shut that bloody bazooki player up. Um, <laughs> the cat's eating it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, A.G. now, I, I don't remember him having this in the last episode, but he's got like a dinner plate slash takoyaki grill on his arm. 
or something. That's the peacock shield. Apparently it opens up. Oh, yeah. Turns out. Okay, now I remember. Turns out it opens up and has like a bunch of slots. Who knew? Yep. They fight and fight. And then two of the escaping loud boys on their motor jerk cycles almost run over the little boy. Yeah, they go down Coincidence Road. (laughs) On their scooters. Where where a small child is is crossing without looking. Goto almost saves the little boy. But then uh, Mr. Hoppa, Doc Hoppa show up. Doc Hoppa, he takes care of all of it. And now the boy and Goto are safe. And then Birth shows up. He's like, hey, that's pretty slick. How, How would you like some punch in the face? I can do it nine times. Uh, and then he transforms and everybody's fighting. Yeah, he's kicking ass. And then Uva like, just well, jumps him after, from after, nowhere. After the venue change to parking garage, which is, in my personal opinion, the best place to have a fight. I like seeing fights in parking garages. It's just, it's just a thing I like. Oh, I thought this was like your personal preference, like on the weekends when you <laughs> and your gang of toughs. Yeah. Go walk, go walk around Canada town, just looking for a fight. Yeah, we always go to the parking garage because that's where all the good fights are. It's good to know. So Ag's done some some mental calculations here, and with the peacock plate being full of cell metals, he's all like, "What if I put core metals in here instead?" Also, Date whines about Uva showing up and fighting him because he's like, "Hey, I'm not good against you guys," and I'm like, "He's probably a lot of fun to Pokemon battle with too." He's like, "Hey." That's not fair. You're using fire against my grass type. I'm not good against those. It's like, Jesus. I don't know. You see how many times he had to do somersaults to just like avoid getting smashed? It's true, but I mean, it's 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 ridiculous to expect that Uva's not going to take advantage of that. Pardon me. I should be fighting O's. It's not fair of me to fight a guy who's not as good at fighting me. Always tries to pop yeah. his alt. Yep. Tries to take out the big bad, and dad just like <laughs> gets his interfering body yep. in the way. Ruins the whole fucking thing. Like no, we have. I, I have to use this power for justice. I'm a good guy. Like yeah, dad, go dad. Woo, my dad's so good. Go dad. It's like shh, just be quiet, please. I'm also gonna put myself Ugh. in harm's way. The end. The end. <laughs> he did it. Oh. <sighs> Josh, how do you feel about this episode? I like the philosophical quandary of a greed creating a yummy who only wants to do good because it seems like that would not be in the, that would not be in Uva's best interest. I mean, now obviously Uva can probably squash this bug, not unlike a bug, but the dad is not, you can't, it's difficult to tell if the dad is altruistic or the dad wants to have the rush of just being like me. I fight crime. I'm, I'm making the world a better place. He doesn't really seem to want any reward for it. I don't know. It's just, it it's a, it's a little more food for thought. I think than these episodes usually provide. I think typically with the, the people that Uva makes metals or yummies from, they typically like get ch- sort of changed so that they get greedier and greedier. Like the, uh, the guy who is writing uh, travel, travel stuff just like kind of went off the rails. Yeah, the dad could definitely take it in a vigilante justice direction. And also, once it's only up to one person who is doing right and who is doing wrong, that is generally not very good. Like, what if a person was just like, all I want to do is just make sure everybody has enough candy. I'm obsessed with making sure everyone has enough candy. 
Who is this? Who is this person? And where can I meet them? This person uh, would obviously uh, Santa Claus North Pole. Actually, that person would take one look at me and be like, "Okay, you have more than enough candy," and I'd be like, "Damn it, you're right." No, that person would be cool with it because that's like candy guy, and he'd be like, "You know what, my man, you can always use a little uh-huh. more, especially because especially because you have a drawer full of candy from like 1902." <laughs> I, sh- I literally have a drawer full of candy at work and I showed it to one of my coworkers and she was so like overwhelmed. She had to walk away. So, so, sorry, ladies. He's taken. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's really interesting. I'm excited to see if the dad like goes on some mad authoritarian streak in episode uh, in the next episode. And I don't know. I like I, I, I like I liked this episode. There was nowhere to go up. From the mucus lion. So like, good on, good on you, Common Rider OOO. This was a nice episode. What did you all think? I liked it. It was, it was, it was fun. I like it um, when they do um, different takes on, on the monsters, like having, having the, the Kaijin be like sort of good is definitely like very interesting. And I appreciate that they made it a grasshopper to tie back into to the other stuff and um the only improvement i would make is if it was wearing a red scarf i worry that they're gonna screw up a child well like this kid is gonna have so many interfering busybodies telling the kid like what is right and wrong what to do when you confront i don't know wrongness in the world and that child is the stand-in for the audience going to have like millions of Japanese children shin kicking. Not that they don't I mean, we already. Could, this, this show came out a long time ago. We could look up if there was a problem. I mean, I guess I, I guess the common Rider shows do have uh, like an influence on the youth. Uh, there was uh, an earlier show, Common Rider Kiva, where the main character played violin and apparently like violin lesson uptake rates skyrocketed. So, hmm. Maybe there's a maybe there was like a spate of shin kicking after this episode came out before whatever happens next episode, maybe put a stop to it. Either that or just a rash of kids attempting to jab coins into other kids foreheads. Oh, dear. A lot of, a lot of kids hoping that when they buy something from a vending machine, they'll actually get a motorcycle. So we did it. We did it again. We did it, we did it again, everyone. Oops. Go us. Oops, we Thank you all for listening. My name is Corinna Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Epsilar. Oh, I'm Josh A. Kagan. And I am on Instagram under the the moniker of Josh A. Kagan. I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at Gold Sarcasmium. Bye. Bye.